0: Hey everybody, I'm Becky Davidson and welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. We have a special edition today and I am joined today by my friend and co-worker, Kim Thorpe. So Kim, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. It's such an honor.
0: Well, we love talking, you know, we love being together. We
1: are good friends. Yeah, you and I. And Mm
0: -hmm. we were having a conversation (laughs) at the office about about some of the things that our families are facing right now and some of the challenges that they're facing. And so we wanted to have a conversation about church and about special needs families um, going to church and some of the struggles that some of our families face. And the reason we want to talk about this, that I want to have this conversation with you is not only do you work with us here at Rising Above as director of, I was about to say, Carissa's title, but you are <laughs> director of development and operations. Operations. Yeah, yeah. Operations and development. And so, but you have a side hustle. Actually, you have a couple of side hustles.
1: I have two side hustles, but the one you're, you're talking, you're mentioning is, um, and I don't know if you'd call it a side hustle if you don't get paid. Well, you don't get paid. Uh, with money. A, you don't get paid financially, right.
0: but yes, you, know,
1: you get, but I get paid with like, um, warm hugs. Warm hugs. And <laughs> yes. yes. Now I work, um, as a volunteer, uh, for our local church as the special needs ministry director. Yeah. So I love that because
0: not only are you here working with special needs families doing what you do with us here at rising above, but then you yes. also are pouring into the special needs families at it's actually, we actually attend the same home church yeah, you know, it's to mm-hmm. those families there. And so I love that. And so that's why we wanted to have this conversation just to talk about yeah. church, how, how parents come to the perspective of a parent coming to church, the perspective of you as a director of the mm-hmm. ministry come to church, but it's it's kind of a neat story. We were just talking a few minutes ago about how the special needs ministry at our church started. And actually, you know, when, when my son, John Alex was younger, Um, we were attending the same, the same church that we go to now, but there was no special needs ministry. And, you know, we ended up doing what a lot of families do who are in a church where there is no ministry to, to help with their child. Um, We ended up starting one with, with Mm -hmm. working with the children's, the family pastor there, who also is a special needs dad, um, that we started working on developing the special needs ministry there. And it, and it was, plugging along doing well and then we kind of got into a lull um, yeah. because there was no one really taking the leadership of that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so that's when you came in to be the champion yeah. of
1: that ministry so you've been about what about 5 years now probably it's been 5 years yeah 5 years and i think um it was going well uh it just needed to be kind of like revamped and kind of like a some uh, a breath of fresh life right.
0: into it, I guess. Right. You know, and we've talked when we've done our trainings here at Rising Above, helping churches start a ministry. You absolutely have to have a champion for that ministry. You you can't yeah. it it just will not work if you don't have the leadership of the church backing mm-hmm. it up. And if you don't have somebody who's willing to come along coming to stand mm-hmm. up to say, you know what, I'm going to take the leadership.
1: Right. And, um, and I think our, our kids ministers, like our kids pastors are already doing, um, a lot. And so it really helps, um, especially at our church, I'll say this, it helps for me to kind of take over that role, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can be a support, um, as a part of our kids ministry, Mm -hmm. um, our family ministry so that he is not doing, you know, everything yeah. he can kind of lean into, into me and, um, and love we can that love that on way. our families that way. Yeah.
0: And, you know, we, we are super blessed to have really a top-notch special needs ministry at our, at our home church. And, you know, yeah. one, one of the things that I love about what you do is, you know, my son, goodness, John Alex is 24 now, which is just mm-hmm. like, I can't even believe that. Yeah, But you know, if we go to church because of his noises, because he's not going to sit still, he's going to be, you know, right. it, it's, he cannot sit in the hour and a half yeah. long service at church, Big church Just mm-hmm. can't do it. And so, you know, a lot of times a, a churches, um, Jeff, Jeff used to joke and say, you know, like, okay, our kids grow up, you know, you have a great, maybe you have a great mm-hmm. special needs ministry for kids, but right, they grow right. up and then what do mm-hmm. you do? And so thank goodness, our home church yeah. the ministry kind of grew with our kids as they got older. Yes.
1: Yes. And I say I I am a part of our kids ministry team. Mm-hmm. Um but I serve um individuals with special needs of all ages. That's right. So it's it's not necessarily just kids right. anymore. It's I have uh you know my uh Let's see, the oldest individual is probably in his forties. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think, yeah. So, the special needs ministry actually spans all age. Yeah,
0: like the, the lifetime, a lifespan. Sure. Yeah. And um, so it's so it's so um, it's just such a blessing to know that, mm-hmm. you know, right now we are not going to church because of the pandemic, and we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. in a minute. But when we were going, um, to know that John Alex had a fun, safe place to go yes. and be and be with friends and um so I'm very very grateful for that.
1: And it's an honor to provide that. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. any any family that comes in the door, I want to be able to um say confidently that I'm going to love and serve your family um and share the love of Jesus mm-hmm. with your child. Yeah. Um or you know, no matter you know, no matter their circumstances, um, I want that I truly want that for every child that comes mm-hmm. through our doors. Yeah.
0: Well, I thought it would be interesting for us to kind of talk about the different perspectives
1: mm-hmm.
0: when people are coming into a church, trying to find a place where right. they didn't and belong. And, and you know, like from the parent side of things, how a parent oftentimes yeah. approaches this, and then you who are trying to provide services, come and mm-hmm. approach things. So, you know, from a parent's perspective, you now, like I said, John Alex is 24. We had some really, we've had some really, really great church experiences. Mm-hmm. We've also had some of the most hurtful things that ever happened to us. A family wow. happen at church, at church, at church. And that's just, you know, I think a lot of people would say that same thing, but um, as a parent, especially when he was younger, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, it was so such a stressful thing. And I remember actually when we were tr- scoping out coming to the, to our home church now, you know, it's kind of like Jeff used to joke. He'd be like sending out the spies, you know, like, it, like uh-huh. the Israelites sent out the spies. And, and that's what we did. We went by yeah. ourselves without John Alex to go uh-huh. check it out, see sure. what we thought before we came, you know, with him. But, you know, for, for young parents, especially of young kids, when you're coming in I think so often we're, you're almost shell shocked from the life that you're living. You know, you're dealing with these new diagnoses, You're dealing with maybe uh-huh. behaviors and you're dealing with probably feeling like everywhere you go, it's a battle. Like I have uh-huh. to fight for everything I get for my child. And uh-huh. then you're coming into this church situation. So some families, I know you've had some families who've come in and it's just been like wonderful. And it's like, you have this great um, rapport together and you, you get it all, you Mm -hmm. get a great plan in place, but there are some times that families come in feeling like they already are going to have to fight for what they get. And so Mm -hmm. they may come in a little bit with the attitude of, I'm going to have to do this at church as well.
1: Yeah. Or guarded, guarded.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I think, um, you know, for you as a director, share your heart when you have a new family come in what is it that, that what is your heart for serving this, the families that come to you?
1: Well, honestly, I just want, um, I want a family to feel confident in me and in my volunteers that they know that their child is safe. Number one, that their child is poured into and loved um, with the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I like that's my number one yeah. um, is that parents have the confidence in me and in my volunteers. Yeah. Now I have to, sometimes I have to earn that trust mm-hmm, yeah. and earn that. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, if I am kind and show a lot of grace, I find that that goes a really long way. Yeah. That yeah. that's been the number one thing for us. Yeah. What are some things you've done along
0: the way to build that rapport with a family. So you've got a, you've got a new family that's coming in. They're mm-hmm. nervous. They are, sure. you know, especially if you have a medically complex child, mm-hmm. what are some things that you have done?
1: Well, I, um, I am never afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like I ask um, a lot of questions. <laughs> I would say, tell me about your child. Mm-hmm. So that's the first yeah. thing. Um, And they usually will start telling me about their child's diagnosis. That's the first thing. So tell me about your child. And then if I don't hear some of the the key things, some of my key questions are, um, are there any medical needs that I need to be aware of? Um, uh, And then I ask um, a a sensitive way that I ask about this next one. I say, um, what are the toileting practices? Mm -hmm. Because going to the restroom while in my care is something that I want to be very sensitive to I don't want to do any assuming right um for anyone you know what I'm saying and so sometimes they say oh yeah that's fine they can go to the bathroom by themselves and then sometimes the parents will say well I'd like you to text me or call me um, out of service and I can take care of that Mm -hmm. and I'm happy with either suggestion but I just want Um, to be, you know, upfront and just say ahead of the game, you know, what's the toileting practice here and what, what can I do um, to make this a a good environment for your child? Um, Those are really my first few questions. Mm -hmm. And then I always say, what's something that he or she really likes, like what's something they really like to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and sometimes that's video games, sometimes that's technology, sometimes that's coloring, sometimes that's, uh, you know, Crafting, and sometimes the parents will say, "You will, he will not want to craft." Yeah, that you would be John Alex. Don't even try to. Don't even try to. <laughs> don't even try to craft. Yeah, if you want it, you're going
0: to make him miserable. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know with John Alex, we do the craft in front of him yeah. and do and like talk about the story while we're doing it, but he, we don't. We try not to make John Alex do crafts. <laughs>
0: He's not happy
1: um, no. So that's that's really what I try mm-hmm. to say. And honestly, if I ask those questions, I feel like the parent and I both have a pretty good understanding of at what point do they want to be contacted, you know, like during the church service, right. like for toileting or for some kind of um like you know, if the child starts to cry, like at what point do you want yeah. me to come and get you right. like those kinds of things,, yeah. and so once we cover those bases, and really it's it's usually a five minute conversation or less mm-hmm. um yeah. we don't we don't spend a whole lot of time on that,
0: yeah and and as a parent, you know i it's gonna make me feel more comfortable leaving my son somewhere mm-hmm. the more information you have. I want you right. to know, hey, when he does this. I need to know about it or you know what, right. what his mannerisms or behaviors or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to have as much information as sure as I can as you can t- to make me feel safe, you know, make me feel mm-hmm. comfortable mm-hmm. um in leaving him. And you know, I think one of the biggest areas that can where the conflict can arise is in communication, you know, it's is yeah. that that communication. So how have you found um What have you found some ways to, to posit, you know, even if there is a problem, what are some ways that you positively communicated? Hey, how can we make this work better? Or what, you know, what, what is right done?
1: Well, like if we've ever had, like, let's say we've had a tough day, um, with listening or, I mean, anything, uh, I always, every day, no matter how tough it is, there's always been at least one good thing that that child has done. Mm -hmm. Like they've done something well. And so I start every conversation. If it's, if I think I'm going to have to share something that may not be positive, like I'm going to start with something positive. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, for example, um, he really helped us clean up today. It was awesome. It was really helpful. Um, he did a great job listening as we were picking up. And then I, I might say, hey, we also had kind of an issue with this. Right. Um, what are some of the ways that you can help, like the way that you help him at home? What are some things that his teachers do at school that might be helpful in, um, in this space, mm-hmm. you know, like, how can I best serve him in this area? Cause I don't think what we did today was super helpful, right. <laughs> you know, like, and just, and, and just talking like that and not saying like, um, I, I, we couldn't handle this, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not about that. It's about, we want the next week to be a better experience for the child. We want the child to be, you know, able to, um, receive the lesson, mm-hmm. you know, like we want to be in him and to be in a space where he can hear the love of Jesus. And, and so that's, I think working together and communicating with your parents, um, in a positive way is, is, is always the best, yeah. um, yeah scenario. Yeah. And I
0: think from the parent side of things, I think to, mm-hmm. to not always be expecting the worst. You know, I think it's so sure. easy for us to be expecting um negativity, right. expecting the worst, but to go in mm-hmm. with an attitude of you know, I think and I, I think to, as well. You know, I think we go in sometimes thinking everything should be like school. You know, like it, like oh yeah, oh, we have all this and we have these and we, but the church mm-hmm. is not the school. It's it's Mm -hmm, not the same, mm -hmm. and I think to go in with the attitude of, you know, I think as a parent to know that my son's going to be loved, he's going to be cared for, he's Mm -hmm. going to hear the truth of God's love for him. Right. Um. I'm not coming in expecting you to do therapy with him. I'm not coming in expecting you, but for me to also be grateful, you know, like to tell the people who is working with him, thank you so much. Because these yeah. people most of the time that means a lot. Most of the time the people who are working with our with our kids on the, the church level, they're volunteering, they're giving up their time oh, yeah. every week. And I know how I want to feel appreciated and how it makes me feel when uh-huh. you know someone appreciates what I do. And so having that heart of gratitude and thanking them uh-huh. and you know just reminding uh-huh. them that what how valuable they are. your team. I mean, the people everywhere we go as a special needs family, the people who come alongside of us, they're part of our team. They're part of right extension of us. And so I think as parents having the attitude, the attitude of grace and gratitude and, um, being kind again, in our, in, from our response as well. And if there is an issue, if there is a problem,
1: uh, Uh to
0: find a way to have that positive communication yeah. in a kind yeah. and loving way to speak the truth in love.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: it's going to, exactly. you're going to respond in a much better way to me, to me. Absolutely. Kim, do you have any like really great success stories, any stories where you're just like, yeah. oh, this was such a win?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Actually, uh, we had a new family uh, come in uh, last week actually. And this happened just this Sunday and we were um, just so honored that this family trusted us and came in. And so anyway, so she came in, she was a single mom and she had all I saw was the, her daughter with special needs and she brought her to our sensory room. uh, And uh, she, she went on to church. Um, The daughter stayed with us and the mom went on to church. We asked her some questions. She told us you know, what we had talked about earlier. And, um, we felt comfortable for her to be there. And I did get her cell phone number and I said, Hey, w- do you mind if we contact you? If, um, if we need you, she said, absolutely no problem. And so, uh, about halfway through, um, the girl started, um, like opening her mouth, um, in a way that I, I was a little concerned that it she could be seizures. Yeah. Mom told me that she did have seizure. Um, she had a seizure disorder. And so I was concerned because of my experience. I knew that this could be a seizure um, motion. You yeah, know what I'm seizure saying? Activity. Uh, forgive, yeah. Thank you. Forgive me for not knowing that word. Uh, yeah. I um, So I texted the mom and I said, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. Um, and I explained what was happening with her mouth. And I said, would you care to come in and just lay eyes on her? And just see if you think you know uh, she needs anything. She did, and she came in. She was so happy to to come in and check her out, and I just told her, I said, look, I'm sorry I had to get you, I said, but I want to make sure that she's safe. I want to make sure that um, I know what's going on, you know, with your daughter, and she was super gracious, and she ended up staying for a few minutes just to make sure everything was fine, and her daughter was. She was fine, Um, but we got to talking, and it turns out that she had three other children in the kids' ministry area that, um, she was going to go pick up, um, after she had picked up her daughter with special needs in the sensory room. So she loaded her daughter up into the, um, uh, she had a stroller, put her in the stroller. And then we started down the hallway. And, um, I just saw that I think I'm going to go with her. I'm just going to go with her. And so I walked her down, showed her where, um, to pick up her kiddos and, She, as we had picked up all three, we were then in the lobby and then she saw a friend from afar off. And I said, "Uh, are you okay from here? Do you know where you are? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I see my friend. I'll go with her. And then later on, I got a text message. Now to me, I did not think this was a huge deal. Yeah. All I had done was just walked with her to pick up her kiddos. That's all I had done. And it was not even that far. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, later on, I got a text message from her that just said, Hey, thank you so much. It meant so much to me that you helped, you know, pick up my kids. You know, I, I'm so thankful for this church and yada, yada, yada. And honestly, it hit me that it, that was a very small act of kindness that I did. Mm-hmm. I re- really did not take much of my day and it spoke a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Like it spoke a lot of kindness to her. And so i really appreciated, um, just her heart and her grace in when I had to ask for her help, um, the grace that she showed me. And then also, you know, her gratefulness, it just made me Mm -hmm. feel valued, you know, and I really appreciated that. And that was, I call that a super win, you know,
0: absolutely. And just, just that mutual respect and kindness for each other. It goes Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. so far. And, you know, I was thinking about, uh, back when we first started going to this church, you know, I said there was no special needs ministry. Right. And, uh, there was a time where, you know, I, we would, Jeff and I would take turns on Sunday. One time he'd go out with John Alex. The next Sunday I'd go out with John Alex. And so we were back and forth and back and forth. Well, Jeff ended up going on staff at the church, which meant every Sunday it fell on me to go Mm -hmm. out with him because he was working on Sundays, you know, at the, at the church, Mm -hmm. And So I finally, I remember there was one Sunday that I was having to walk out with John Alex again, I'm carrying him out and tears are running down my face. I'm just sobbing because I'm like, I just want to go to church. I need to be in church and I'm just sobbing away and I get to the car and, and something about my personality is I will get pushed so far. And then it's like, okay, I'm coming up with a plan and we're going to. We're going to fix this. And so I was at that wall. I was like, okay, we're going to do something about uh-huh. this. So I had the idea of reaching out to one of his assistants at school to yeah. see if I could hire her to come. And, you know, we were going to pay her every week to come and be his buddy at church. Well, she was needing the money. I was needing the help. So it was a win win. So she started coming with us to church. Uh-huh. Um, we would pay her every week to come and be there with him. Well what started happening was she would go to first service be his buddy and then she started staying for second service she was not going to church at the time uh-huh. and so she started staying for second service well that went on for a while and then out of that the, the our church finally we did get a special needs ministry going she started volunteering with that
1: uh-huh. and
0: she decided that she wanted to get baptized and at our church how they do it is whoever has had the most spiritual influence in your life, you can ask to baptize you.
1: Uh So
0: guess who she asked to baptize her? I know. Yeah. She asked John Alex Alex to (laughs) baptize her. And it was the sweetest thing ever. Uh, The Mm -hmm. way our church does baptisms, we kind of have this big trough thing that sits up on the stage. And so, our whole family was up there on stage with her. I'm holding John Alex up because you know he couldn't stand up on his own. I'm, and he, right, it was sweetest thing. He's splashing his hands in the water, so sweet. And so our whole family together got to baptize our sweet uh-huh. friend Connie. Now, what's amazing? Yeah. Fast forward. There's so many more pieces to that story, but Connie right. is now leading his adult class, uh-huh. at church after all these years you know, yeah. Yeah. She's still still one
1: of my best volunteers still serving.
0: My point of all that is I think so often people can look at our children and go, they're nonverbal. They, they, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't add value to the situation or how are Mm -hmm. they going to lead anyone to Christ? But my son, without ever saying a word, Mm -hmm. had the biggest spiritual influence in her life. And absolutely, and I think we need to, as parents, we need to step back. Our kids are more than their diagnosis. Our kids are more than what they they are not able to do. They have value in the spiritual world that they bring. Yeah, um, just like anyone else does. And you know uh, that kind of segues into the next part that what we want to talk about is, you know, for so many of our families right now we're not going to church. John, Alex, and I mm-hmm. were out for about a year and a half. We went back for about six weeks and then the COVID numbers started really yeah. going on the rise. And so we are back home again, um, mm-hmm. which is challenging, but you know, I will tell you, it's also really sweet because we watch church together online. You know, he and I get mm-hmm. to be in church together, yeah. even though it's online, but um, you know, what we're doing is we have other things that we are doing as a family. You know, we were in this conversation a few minutes ago. You know, it's my job to teach John Alex, to teach Mm -hmm. him about
1: Jesus, to teach him about
0: um, spiritual things. I do
1: that too. I often think, um, well, I have the kids ministry or I have my my local church. Um, I'm going to outsource my children's spiritual development. Um, Maybe I don't do that intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, But if I'm not pouring into my own children, um, I am doing that. You know, I am outsourcing it. And so. Um, yes, with the pandemic, um, it has been, uh, more of a challenge or I guess more of an intent, like you have to be more intentional mm-hmm. with it, um, about sharing the gospel with our children. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to chat about some resources mm-hmm. that we have found that have been a blessing that I've used in, um, in person at our, in our kids ministry and also what I'm using at my house with my kiddos. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and. The first two I want to talk about are things that John, Alex, and I have been doing at home, and uh, the and we will add links in the show notes for all of these resources. But there is yeah. a book called the Jesus Storybook, and it is beautiful. Uh-huh. And it it basically yeah. walks you through the whole Bible, but every story that you read points you back to Jesus every single time. Yes. pointing you to Jesus, and uh-huh. and it's it's a a version that's for probably more elementary school age. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Maybe, um, uh, 12 and under. Yeah. yeah. I would probably say, uh, uh, you know, that would be, uh, more for them and it's a beautiful, it's beautifully beautiful. illustrated. Yes, Um, and it's, it's, it's really, really great. I've been, we've used that at home as well.
0: And we've been, we've read that multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. it's such a great book, but you guys here at Rising Above, you gave John Alex for Christmas this last year the book that we yes. are now reading multiple times, which is kind yeah. of the, the older version.
1: Yes, of the same. So book. I was. Yeah. So you, uh, you mentioned earlier, we have the adult class of, uh, for our friends with special needs. And um, I was looking for resources for them and came across this book. Um, you have the, yeah, I think you have the, the name it's of it. The
0: story of God's love for you. And it's uh-huh. beautiful. And it does the same thing. It talks uh, stories from the Bible, but everything points to Jesus.
1: But it's at uh-huh. a little bit higher level. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's written specifically for teens and adults, I think with, with special needs. So it is,
0: it is beautiful. And so those mm-hmm. are the two, like, those are our two go-to right now. We have, we have mm-hmm. other books that we've used over the yeah. years, but those two, and then the other thing is honestly getting the Bible out and we'll read Psalms. We'll read through mm-hmm. different Psalms out loud. We'll read some of the gospels and just, even yeah. though, you know, he's non-verbal, his Spirit is fully formed. His spirit is fully intact. And he can understand spiritual things. God Mm -hmm. can teach him. Yeah. What he you know, what he wants to do. And and
1: who's to say, you know, who's to say, Becky, just you reading scripture out loud changes the environment of your home. Absolutely. Well, it kind of it changes you. Yes. It changes. I mean, it's not just, hey, I'm teaching John Alex scripture. It's like I'm setting a tone for my house. Like I'm setting this tone. And so I think that's been that's a beautiful thing, too. It's just you know, I'm going to, I'm taking charge of the, um, spiritual, uh, formation Mm -hmm. of not just myself, but also my family. I think that's beautiful. Well,
0: you know, it just kind of points me to the story that we heard just this week about one of the moms in, who went to buy the Brook Mm -hmm. Middle East. And a lot of these moms had never owned the Bible before, but when they went to buy the Brook Middle East, they got Bibles. And, and, uh, Betty who led that event was sharing how there was a mom who had a 12 year old son with autism who hadn't slept Uh in years. And those of us Uh who have kids on the spectrum, we know what that's like. I mean, right. There are seasons we don't sleep, but she Uh said that the mom got the Bible and she started reading the Bible out loud in her home for the very first Uh time ever. And now her son is sleeping. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Amen. changing the atmosphere Amen. of
1: the home by
0: putting the word of God uh, in the
1: out. In the exactly. Home. You know, Jesus is the prince of peace, mm-hmm. you know, yes. so uh, he, his words are going to bring peace yeah. to where they go. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked by that, but I am, that is super, I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped that that's uh, her story yes. and that she's able to, to do that and change that in her home. Yeah. Uh,
0: the other thing that we do, okay, John Alex loves any DVD, but it's got to have music to it. It's got to be music based. Yes. And there are so many kid worship DVDs or
1: oh, yeah.
0: that are out there that you can watch. And so that's mm-hmm. another big thing that we do is, mm-hmm. you know, I want his mind, I want him to be fed mm-hmm. good things of God. You know, instead of feeling right time with all the things of the world, it's I right. want to whatever is true, whatever exactly, is lovely. Yeah, it's exactly. that. Yeah, it's my responsibility to, you know, he's, he's watching what I put in for him. He can't do it mm-hmm. himself. And so I mm-hmm. take that as a very big responsibility to guard. Right. I guard what I watch and what I allow in and I, and I do for him as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. I think you also, uh, something I admire about you is you're also very careful about what you say out loud. Yeah. Um, and you're just, I really admire that about you too. You're, you're very, uh, protective of his mind Mm -hmm. and protective of his heart. And I I really appreciate that about you. I feel
0: very responsible um, Mm -hmm. for that. And, and I am very careful about what, um, what music is played in our home, what he's going to watch and listen to just like, just like I am for myself, because sure uh, the world is so hard and crazy right now, and and I've got to do all I can do to keep sure this in my home. Sure. I'm gonna go. Guard-
1: yeah, you're just being intentional about your the spiritual formation of your home. Yeah,
0: I you know we have the saying that Jeff and I've had for years. We protect our nest, and and mm-hmm. our nest is basically who's in our home, which you know used to right. be Jeff and John Alex and myself. Now it's John Alex and myself, and I take that role very i mean it's very very critical that i'm yeah. i'm the watch i'm the i'm the watchdog of what comes into sure. my home and mm-hmm. um i take that i'm it's very, very important that I guard that. Well, I
1: I love these, I love these resources. And I hope that these uh, resources can be a help to Mm -hmm. these families. Well, you've
0: got a few too, that you've used that that you want to
1: share. So I've been using, um, it's uh, Life Church, um, Craig Rochelle's Church, and all of their kids' information is online. They have all of their kids' activities. um, And they have them for preschool age and then also for their elementary age. Um, And I have found that using the elementary um, stuff for my teens uh, has been really, really helpful. And we'll link that in the show notes, Um, but they've got all kinds of stuff, videos, activities, coloring sheets to go with the Mm -hmm. videos. Like it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty comprehensive.
0: So you can see what all they've got there. And, you know, we Mm -hmm. would love to hear from you, like what are some of the things that you do in your home? uh, that you use to train your children and teach your children about mm-hmm. the love of God. We would love to hear some of the resources that you have found helpful that yeah. are encouraging to your family, um, that help you mm-hmm. on this journey of, of raising your child with special needs. So we would love to know that another resource that we have here at the rising above office is Chris mm-hmm. Pierce from our team leads, we've kind of been on a break, but that will be starting up in the next couple of weeks, I think, Yes, Um, yes, is a group for, she does a story hour for our friends with special needs. And Mm -hmm. it's usually during the day. So if if your child is in school, they may not be able to be a part of that. But Uh for those who are homeschooled or for our adults with special needs, Chris leads a community group for Mm -hmm. them to be able to come together and have story hours. So you can go to our yes. website and find information about that and um,
1: how your child can be
0: a part of that. So, well, Kim, I appreciate you and I appreciate all that you do, not only here at Rising Above, but also to love and serve the families that come in and out the doors of our of our home church. And just, you know, we, we I would say also uh, there are so many great ministries who Help mm-hmm. with special needs training with, you know, if you're yeah. wanting to start a special needs ministry in your church, yeah. there are a lot of great resources out there. We can, you can contact mm-hmm. us. We can point you to some of those. One of the things that we do have available.
1: Yeah. Do it's have, on our website. Yeah, Why
0: don't you share about what, what we have as a free resource on the yeah. website?
1: So if you go to our free downloads um, at risingaboveministries.org and then click free uh, under resources, free downloads, we have something called For Jonathan's Sake. And it is a manual that we use when we train churches on how to start um, or revamp their special needs ministries. Now it is, I will say, after reading it again, it is kind of a best case scenario um, uh, manual, you know, like if you have all the money in the world right. and you have all the right. volunteers you need, you know, <laughs> like right. it's a, it's a best case scenario, but it is a great blueprint. And it really does hit on the heart of why special needs ministry is important. Um, and why your church is not really complete without, um, a plan and a, uh, I guess a plan for inclusion mm-hmm. or a plan for including yeah. those with disabilities. And so, um, I, you can go to our website and find, find that free resource there. Yeah,
0: And I would say something else. One of the things that we are honored and and blessed to be a part of, we get to be, we are a shine on contributor with the Mm -hmm. Tim Tebow foundation. Yes. So uh, what that means is we contribute some of our resources for, to them, for them to have it. Mm -hmm. They have an app. You can go to the app store. You can find that it's called, it's shine on from the Tim Tebow Foundation. And there are so many resources there as well, that if you're looking to start a special needs ministry, if you're looking for resources, you can find Mm -hmm. many of the other ministries out there that that we love and partner with on different things uh, to where you can find information there as well. So that's another great resource. So, well, Kim, thank you so much. And I've enjoyed this time together. And uh, we will continue this conversation continue on as we uh, yeah. talk about how we can love and serve special needs families and how yes. churches can partner with families. And I love how you say, you know, you, you've said several times to me, church is like the boots on the ground. You know, when I, mm-hmm. when we have families, we've we've seen as a ministry, when we've had families who are not plugged into a church and a crisis yeah. hits, it's like, who's there to help them? Right. and right. And so we want everyone to have that community where a church Mm -hmm. can come alongside and, um, do life together. Yeah. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anything
0: we can do as a ministry here at rising above to help, we are happy to do that. So Kim, thank you so much. And guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast.
1: Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the rising above ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.